0: There's an opportunity that has been created just within our lifetime to contact areas in the world that would have been difficult even 10 years ago. So we're trying to really develop some strategies to capitalize on that opportunity and make the most of that.
1: Welcome to the Essentially Translatable podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. I'm Richard Dustin
2: And I'm Emily Wilson. And today we have the opportunity to talk with Reverend Andrew Olson of They Need the Bible. And we get to explore a little bit of what the processes are like with their Project John 3.16, but also how it ties in with Lutheran Bible translators and our comprehensive campaign for More Than Words and the innovation behind that.
1: Yeah, the... uh more Than Words campaign for scripture impact is mobilizing resources, part of which is pointed at increased innovation for Bible translation to happen sooner and to reach more people more quickly and to get to different places. And the Lord has provided this great partnership with Andrew and uh, they need the Bible in the John three sixteen project for us to be working together. Uh, as Andrew will say, to find some of those people that are kind of at the bottom of the list or the end of the list, right? And, and to prioritize them and, and find innovative ways ways to reach into their communities and and kind of get the ball rolling on, on Bible translation.
2: We hope you enjoy this episode. All right, today on the podcast, we have Reverend Andrew Olson, founder of They Need the Bible Organization, joining us on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew.
0: Thanks, Rich and Emily. It is such an honor to get to be here with you both. Love this podcast.
2: So you are basically involved in Bible translation ministry in a new, innovative way. But how did you first become involved? Share a little bit about your background with our listeners.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Bible translation movement and LBT. And the story for us goes back a ways. Both my wife and I grew up in Christian homes. And I was a pastor's kid. And I remember asking my dad one day when I was about 14, dad what will god do on judgment day with all the people who never heard and what about those people living on an island somewhere remote and how are they going to hear and only to find out that later on i would be deployed to an island somewhere as a bible translator and uh, (laughs) that's god's sense of humor i guess but i served with lutheran bible translators as a missionary for five years until 2022 in tanzania with the karewe bible translation so yeah that's kind of how we got into the story I just really sense the lord putting a burden on my heart for unreached people in the world and really kind of showing to me the priority of getting something done there
1: yeah so tell us a little bit about they need the bible
0: so we're like a research and development lab for translation but we're also a ministry to unreached people groups and many of the remaining bibleists and unreached people groups are unreached because there's some difficulty operating in those regions And so we started as a kind of research program, testing new methods that we hope will work effectively in sensitive regions. But we also have this other DBA where we create dictionaries in those regions as well because we're making contact with these very small language communities. And so as we're building trust with those people and building the relationship, we're also creating these dictionaries and with a focus on eventually getting to Bible translation within those regions. So yeah, we're just about five months old now as a company and we're super excited for this opportunity that God's given us to really pour our efforts into contacting unreached people groups.
2: It's awesome. Being able to really have that passion for reaching out, it's so challenging in a lot of circumstances reaching out to people in these remote areas, but you've come up with some new methods. Can you share a little bit about those and kind of break it down for uh, a lay person?
0: Sure. So we got started with what I will call a mission trip from my couch. The day was May 14th in 2022. It was a Saturday and I woke up with this question in my mind of what if I could meet somebody from an unreached people group today? and So I sat down at my computer and I pushed record. I also do some streaming. So I I had recorded this little experiment where I was going to see, could I use the internet to meet somebody from one of these far corners of the earth? And, you know, some hours went by and I asked some friends to pray. And all of a sudden we found someone in a really remote area of Laos that we quickly became friends with and had an opportunity to do a little bit of translation work there, and so I came away from that experiment like super excited. I was like, Wow, we met somebody from what I would consider a Bibleist or unreached people group, and was that just kind of like an accident? Like, was there you know a reason that that worked? And as we kind of sat on that question for a while, we realized that we could maybe codify this into a method and create a method for contacting unreached people groups, and so. We put some more weeks into that kind of idea and just found that we could meet people groups in Bhutan and in Indonesia and in Africa and that there was a a method that we could employ to get those connections started. So I guess that's kind of how we got started. It was this question of, you know, do I have to travel and spend the plane ticket and the resources getting to these places or is there a way I could actually meet those special people from here in the USA. So yes, we're creating some new methods right now and we're still refining those methods. But what we see happening is that there's sort of a new missionary model in the works right now. A missionary that maybe doesn't even live overseas to do their most effective work. Maybe they live in the USA or in uh, another country and travel to these countries. And there are actually 6.92 billion people who have a smartphone right now. That's 86% of the world's population. And if you look back in 2017, there was actually five billion people with a smartphone, which 66% of the population. And 2014, it was 1.7 billion. You know, that's only 23% of the world's population. And even in just the last 10 years, we have seen this massive wave of people getting connected to the internet. And they're, they're getting on Google, and they're searching for resources in their languages, and they're getting on Facebook, and they're making friends, and they have cameras, and they're shooting photos of their areas, and they have microphones on those smartphones, and they can use those microphones to record things. And so there's an opportunity that has been created just within our lifetime to contact areas in the world that, that would have been difficult even 10 years ago. And so we're trying to really develop some strategies to capitalize on that opportunity and make the most of that. Perhaps we could create a team here in the USA that would put their efforts into contacting people groups using smartphones, using the, the internet, and build relationships that way. I guess what we found is that these methods really come down to relationships and trust. And you know, you can go there and sit down and have some tea and you can build a relationship that way and, and trust. But you can also, you can text back and forth for weeks. And when you're just texting like that or getting to know each other, you can also build trust that way. And so, yeah, we're, we're testing out these new methods and trying to find the ways that we can best you know, build trust in these networks and make friends, really, on the internet.
1: All right, so when you've made these connections, can you tell us a little bit about what happens and tell us a little bit about what you do with folks and and what you're aiming for?
0: So when we make these connections, what we're really trying to do is get John 3.16 into that language. Our goal as a company is to get John 3.16 into every language of the world. And then we have also a larger kind of goal that we want to equip the greater Bible translation community with kind of help and training so that they are empowered to contact unreached people groups in the 21st century. And so we're, we're kind of going to some places that haven't been gone to before. We're kind of trying some things that haven't been tried before. But when it comes down to it, there's 1,680 languages that need Bible translation to start. And so we are starting with this relationship and meeting this person online. And what we do at the beginning is we create a dictionary together. We have a word list and we send that person the word list and they send words back. And we just kind of go back and forth on this word list for a couple weeks. And at the end of those weeks, we have what is the bare bones of a kind of dictionary 1.0 for that language. At the same time, we've built trust. And at the same time, we've also gotten to see, is this person a proficient speaker of this language? And once we have that established and there's some credibility on both sides, we ask that person if they would be willing to translate a sacred text, being John 3.16. In every single case that we've asked someone to do that, they've been eager to translate that for us. And so we've translated 15 John 3.16s in just these last five or six months that we've been around, and it's been amazing to see just kind of what happens from there. And these, these people, as they've read those words of John 3.16, they're so excited to see what else can I translate. What else can I do? And what more is there that I could possibly start translating next?
2: What I really appreciate when you're talking about the birth of They Need the Bible, and I'm sure is part of Project John 3.16, is that it is all surrounded in prayer, that It is only by God's grace and the Holy Spirit working that we are able to make these beautiful connections, that we're able to innovate for Him. So how have you built up your your prayer partnership for They Need the Bible, and how have people come alongside you in this?
0: Absolutely, Emily. I 100% agree that prayer is not just a thing. It's not a side thing. It is like the thing. I was watching LBT this last year celebrate the 500th anniversary of the German New Testament. And what it reminded me of is that Martin Luther and John Wycliffe, I mean, they were just normal guys, kind of. And they were grabbed by God for a very special task. And I really believe that God is going to do that even in our lifetime. He's going to, by the Holy Spirit, kind of grab people out of their... Um, normal routine and appoint them to bring his truth into these languages and so what we have seen is that that prayer is such an essential part of that uh, process there's a couple times I can think of where even our first people group that we met we sent out a, a prayer request to our Facebook group we have a small Facebook group and we said could you please pray for this people group we're gonna see if we can meet somebody from there and within just two hours of that prayer going out, we had met someone from that people group. You know, Jesus said that faith moves mountains and 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 what we see is that as prayer is going forward, there are mountains moving out of the way so that God's word can get into these these languages. I think that is a, a huge component of what is it gonna take to get the John 3.16 project started and completed. It's gonna take a lot of people praying and and mountains moving out of the way and I believe God's a big God. He can, he can handle those mountains moving.
1: So, yeah, we, as uh, Lutheran Bible Translators, we have been blessed to, you know, hear the vision and, and the innovation that you have and invite our organizations to work together in partnership. Let's talk a little bit about what that partnership with Lutheran Bible Translators looks like as it's kind of forming and emerging.
0: Yeah. Well, Rich, I want to say thank you in big part to you for your vision for seeing this partnership Take place. We were just kind of a startup company with a vision to get John 316 into these languages, but what's actually emerging is, is so much bigger than that. There's this thing in the works called the pipeline, at least that's what I'm calling it. But what it is, is it's a way to connect these, these new contacts that we're making and qualified translators, connecting them to Bible translation organizations like Lutheran Bible translators and others within this alliance that we're part of, where we would pass these people off and kind of kind of pass the baton. You know, if, if there's a people group that really wants to start a translation and they're excited to do more, let's keep that momentum going and let's uh, kind of pass them along. So right now we are a downstream partner of LBT through this alliance called E10. And then what that means is that we pass these leads on to LBT, and we also receive some funding from the E10 Alliance that really has empowered us to uh, to expand our ministry this year. So we're so excited, but I would love to hear even what you think, Rich. How do you see the partnership with uh, They Need the Bible?
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, Lutheran Bible Translators is part of Collective Impact Alliance, E10, Every Tribe, Every Nation, and we have this collective goal that there's a certain population of languages called the All Access Goals that represents, by and large, most languages in the world at one point we hoped it was all of them but of course as you research and and uh, learn more about you find that there are others but there's a goal that by 2033 10 years from now there would be some portion of scripture in every language that is on the all access goal list as a catalytic goal towards perhaps further bible translation in those communities and in neighboring communities that we find out about through the process of achieving the all access goals to to continue to reach out, but the the goal is catalytic in that Bible translation agencies and ministries have had to look for ways to understand the whole picture of what is needed for Bible translation, to collaborate on data sharing in a way that's never been done before, and to, to then say, you know, who in our whole ecosystem of organizations and partners, and as you mentioned, downstream partners, you know, folks that we're connected with, who is in a position to reach out? And so I had the opportunity to serve an interagency group, field strategy working group that was trying to map the gaps on that whole thing is to get a handle on who's got plans to work somewhere, who's got project starts through their downstream partners, and where do we not know that somebody's planning to do something to get work started, and even before that, right, to make a key contacts in communities. And so to me, the the opportunity and seeing what you're doing in Project John 3.16 with They Need the Bible is to say, what if we took the list that we have that we we say, with all the data gathering we've done and all the plans that we know are happening or that the plans about plans or anything, if we still have a population where he says, we don't know anything about these, what would it look like to focus in on using the method that you're pioneering to make the contact? And then, as you mentioned, that develop that whole pipeline process of, of um, referring to to um, other organizations, yeah, however that would work. I mean, that's all so really hypothetical right now, right? So I just uh, love the opportunity to see the innovation. And those stats you were talking about a little bit ago about the availability of smartphones are just really captivating, right, in terms of shifting and understanding the possibilities with technology. So as Lutheran Bible translators, yeah, we just see the partnership as an opportunity to invest in what you're doing and to, uh, in a way, also say you know, to help focus it in on uh, the Greater Alliance goals and uh, see what's possible, see what the Lord will do.
0: I love that kind of collective project. That, I mean, we're working together, we're bringing all these agencies together, and we're working on a common goal, which is, which is amazing. And we have this long list of languages, and kind of the question that's, that's begged is, how long did the people at the bottom of the list have to wait How do we prioritize those people groups who are small and kind of on the edges? Are we able to do anything for those people who are, you know, at the very, very end of the list? So we're we're really thrilled for the momentum within the E10 Alliance. And I really believe that we can get the John 316 project done, possibly within our lifetime. We're developing some training videos that we're hoping to share as soon as we can that kind of walk people through how do you leverage these tools of technology to start to contact people groups around the world
1: it's just amazing to see how the lord works and to gather around both the, the innovative ideas and the prayer it's like kind of hand in glove right the, we're lifting this up before yeah. the lord to say lord show us what you will do with this and then he's saying you know i'm sending you <laughs> to go and and take action as well and I I really am thankful for the partnership that we have here.
2: So with that being said, Andrew, how can our listeners be praying for you and they need the Bible?
0: Yeah, thanks for that question, Emily. We're very new, so we're still sort of getting our feet in in, and really developing the company. But we have a big goal that we're trying to raise $2 million in designated funds to complete the John 316 project. And our estimations are with that amount of money, we would be able to mobilize the administration and the administrative cost of doing that, uh, but also the actual operating cost of the translation projects. So we're hoping to get one verse done for every language. I know I've probably said that a bunch of times now already, but if you could please pray for that, pray for the John 316 project and that we would be able to make these points of contact around the world that would... um, really later result, we hope, in Bible translations getting started. But in the meanwhile, to have that word of hope and that gospel message in those languages. It, it really brightens my day to get John 316 audio clips sent to me from these different translators, and and yet I'm always thinking, how do we get these back out into those communities? So just pray for the John 316 project that we can raise the funds that we need to, to complete it, and uh, that the word as it goes forth would go forth in power in these areas.
1: All right. We will definitely be praying for you. We have been uh, talking with Andrew Olson, founder of They Need the Bible, about the John 316 project. Thanks for being on with us today. Thank you so much, guys.
2: So talking with Andrew, you can just very clearly hear his enthusiasm, his passion for reaching all people mm-hmm. with the good news of the gospel, God's word, and how that is transformative to lives and getting people involved in mission and ministry by by prayer, by seeking new innovative methods. It's just really encouraging for the Bible translation movement.
1: Yeah, it just seems like more and more with every conversation I have and, and the different things that are going on in ministry, the one o- overarching theme that continues to emerge is the need for prayer, the opportunity to pray, and just in this season to be really thinking about mission and lifting it up in prayer to God to act and to give us wisdom and guidance. So uh, we want to invite you, our listeners, to also participate in that opportunity to pray with us And Emily will tell you how to do that.
2: Yeah, you'll want to go to lbt.org. And there will be a pop-up there for you to be able to see more with the prayer calendar and just explore a little bit further. Explore our website, dig in a little deeper, see how you can be praying for our missionaries and our programs. And we do want to encourage you, as you have questions, as you want to explore They Need the Bible, go to theyneedthebible.org.
1: Thank you for listening to the Essentially Translatable podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. You can find past episodes of the podcast at lbt.org podcast or subscribe on Audible, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow Lutheran Bible Translators' social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or go to lbt.org to find out how you can get involved in the Bible translation movement and put God's Word in their hands. The Essentially Translatable podcast is produced and edited by Andrew Olson. Our executive producer is Emily Wilson. Podcast artwork was designed by Caleb Rodewald and Sarah Radowski. Music written and performed by Rob Veit. I'm Rich Radowski. So long for now.